I believe there's a hero in all of us. You have great powers, only some of which you have yet discovered. I'm a superhero, Mom. A real-life superhero. The world needs extraordinary. We'll make you a superhero. Are you ready to become the hero? Initiating surprise in three. This two is one. The Real Brian Show. Oh, yay, Friday to you. This is the show that gives you a positive escape from all the crap around you. It is time to nerd out on things that better our lives and end our week right. We are so excited about our decade-by-decade favorite movie journey. We're going to really dive into that in a minute. We've got deep thoughts, Captain's Origins, new music. Let's nerd out like we've never nerded out before. Sam, Iyer, not, nah, nah, naga. No. (laughs) Please. Michael Bolton? That's me. Wow, is that your real name? Yeah. <clears throat> so are you related to that singer guy? No, it's just a coincidence. Oh. <laughs> no one in this country can ever pronounce my name right. It's, it's not that hard. Yeah, well, at least your name isn't Michael Bolton. You know, there's nothing wrong with that name. There was nothing wrong with it until I was about 12 years old and that no talent clown became famous and started winning Grammys well, why don't you just uh, go by Mike instead of Michael no way why should I change he's the one who sucks it's rocket welcome to the real Brian show thank you for joining us really appreciate it I am the real Brian I'm captain influence I'm the one that sucks <laughs> Were you a Michael Bolton fan? <laughs> no, I wasn't. Oh, actually. thank God. That I tell you what, no. like I related to that so much when that clip came out. I used to laugh and play that and quote that over and over and over and over and over because I hated Michael Bolton. Oh my gosh! When I was working at Pizza Hut, my first job, people would come in and play that "When a Man Loves a Woman" version that he did. And he's like, yeah. "When a Man Loves," I'm like, "Dude, no, Ooh. dude." Percy Sledge. Percy Sledge was the man. He's the guy who wrote it. I'm sorry, Michael Bolton, but no, no. And, and I mean, and then it, my, my one of my bosses out of college, she literally, this was right after Office Space had come out, she literally would be like, oh my God, I love Michael Bolton. He is so awesome and he's so sexy and like, oh, he's just, he has the greatest <laughs> music and his When a Man Loves a Woman is one of the greatest versions I've ever heard. And I'm like, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, I lost all confidence uh, in her after that. Yeah, Michael Bolton's one of those guys that was... I, I, I really didn't like him at the time, but now I appreciate him more. I don't listen to him, but I just appreciate him as a cultural icon more now. Oh, yeah. Kind of like Vanilla Ice. I didn't like Vanilla Ice when he was out back then, but now I, I think he's cool because he's doing other stuff and putting himself out there. And I think Michael Bolton made a comeback too, didn't he? I think Something. he kind of allowed himself to be made fun of and he didn't yeah. take himself which I appreciated that by the way yeah. but yeah in the beginning I mean he was just doing all of those those remakes those covers you know and they <laughs> were not better and I did not had, like his voice it was very grating on me yeah the long curly hair like Kenny G kind of well, you yeah. know see that was a big thing back then but oh man yeah I appreciate that quote so much you don't even know <laughs> <laughs> Why should I change he's the one who sucks Oh exactly. man, welcome. So ex- what a, dude, it's beautiful time of year. It's October. It's amazing. There's fall colors in the well, I was going to say fall colors in the air. I guess sort yeah. of. 
colorful air. Yeah. The blue skies though here are finally blue. I know it's not that way everywhere, unfortunately, but we are having yeah. beautiful weather and soaking it in while we can, you know, before it gets too cold. But dude, we made some homemade pizza. I think I told you about this. Yes, you did. We, I was jealous. Yeah. We got a recipe from a friend of ours who made some for us. It was amazing. And so we were like, oh my gosh, can we have that? And she told us it's a special Italian dough actually. And it does make a difference. And then it's a specific pizza sauce, which also makes a difference because I make like a killer tomato sauce. It is amazing. Probably one of the best you will ever experience. I guarantee it. Mm. However, it's not pizza sauce. It is different. And I didn't really know how to make the pizza sauce. It's just a, it's a different type of flavor and you need that. Oh my gosh, this pizza was so good. So feeling good, man. Feeling good. Mm, windows are open. Air conditioning's off. Yes. Yeah. And eating pizza. I love fall. Here's the crazy thing though. Next week is episode 300 of the real Brian show already. <laughs> I just can't believe that. <laughs> I, got, I have images of Spartans in my mind right now. Yeah. <laughs> this is the real Brian show. <laughs> yeah. So I not going to lie that I got so consumed with this video stuff, which has been a nightmare. I don't have anything planned for next week because I haven't had time to do that. So instead, my commitment is whether it works or not, whether it is good or not, <laughs> our celebration of episode 300 is that we're launching our YouTube channel with the first TRBS video somehow, <laughs> even if it's just a picture of my feet because we can't get anything else working, <laughs> we're going to do it. Even if we have to record on discord with discord video. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. We could do that. Yeah, there's an option. Yeah. It would be so I mean, bad looking, but, it would hell, work. but we can do it. Yeah, man. Uh, we could record on a tape deck. That'd be some old school. That wouldn't be video. Oh, well, yeah, it'd be no, in the eighties. The yeah, there you go. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's our celebration. Okay. And I know that uh, we, we have had a commitment from a special person. I'm not going to mention names yet um, who wanted to do a little special thing for episode 300. So I'll tell you what, if any <laughs> of you would like to send something in, I would love, especially a voicemail, you know, record yourself, not just write it, but record it. You can write it if you'd like to share something about the real Brian show favorite memory craziest, you know, most stupidest memory thing that, that pissed you off the most. I don't know, whatever, you know, totally just share yeah. something and I will either read it or play it on the episode next week. That would be very special uh, yeah. just because, you know, for me, it, it's so much more enjoyable when we can have you commenting, you know, when I get to share listener feedback, that is like one of my greatest joys and so anytime I get it, it's like, this is so exciting. So please, please share something like that. Uh, it doesn't matter what it is. Just share it. You can record it. You can email it, send it, and I don't care. But realbryanshow.com, all the contact information is on the actual contact page of the website. So go there and send it in. Let's have some fun. We'll, we'll celebrate next week one way or the other. And we're going to be on video one way or the other. <laughs> Darn it. Yeah. All right, dude. Yeah. A little origin here. Do I? Yeah. So it's, it's October, right? Yes. And, uh, you know, I figured for the month of October, I, I thought we might, it might be fun to do, uh, you know, Halloween themed origins. Okay. For, for every week. So for the first week, this is a pretty short origin. Uh, and I was a little surprised at how mundane the origin is, to be honest. But, uh, th- this origin is skeleton in the closet. Okay. And we've all heard this all our lives. Mm-hmm. Oh, that person has a skeleton in their closet. Uh, that the phrase undoubtedly originated as an allusion to an apparently irreproachable person or family having a guilty secret waiting to be uncovered. Mm-hmm. 
the close-at-hand domestic imagery of a closet or cupboard gives a sense of ever-present risk of discovery. What isn't clear is whether the origin of the phrase lies in fiction or with real life, so to speak, skeletons. Um, so the phrase skeleton, a skeleton in the closet was coined in England in the 18th in the 19th century, excuse me. Since, uh, since then the word, uh, closet has become used primarily in England to mean water closet. That is lavatory or bathroom, uh, a possible hiding place for a skeleton, I suppose, but not one with much potential. Hmm. The English now usually use a skeleton in the cupboard, quote unquote, with skeleton, the closet more common in the United States. And probably Canada. Uh, so the phrase was first found in writing in the early 1800s, but it sounds like the idiom was simply made up by some clever English writer and has since become part of the English vernacular. Hmm. So there so you go. That's the origin. <laughs> it's one of those that somebody just said it and it stuck and people kind of yeah. went, oh, okay, cool. That's cool. We associate, you know, someone having a guilty secret with a skeleton in the closet because right. that's it. Because okay. it's, it's, it's fun imagery. I mean, whenever I hear sure. the phrase, I always think of, a skeleton in a closet that well, yeah. comes into my mind. Okay. So my original idea behind that was that the, if someone had a true skeleton in the closet, you know, guilty secret is that somebody killed somebody threw him in a closet and that's what's right. left. That's what I thought it originated right. from originally. Did you like yeah, that? Me originated too. from originally. <laughs> yeah. I, I like that. I like that a lot. You, you keep, you keep wordsmithing that. Yeah. The depart. What is it? The redundancy department of redundancy. <laughs> the redundant yeah. department of redundancy. <laughs> Something like that. Well, cool. Anyway. Well, thank you for the origin of that. And I like how you're doing a kind of a Halloween themed thing throughout the month. It'll be fun. Yeah, it will be. Well, we are pretty pumped about the 90s movies because, you know, it was our for- some of our formative years and we Very have much. a lot of fun movies in the 90s that both of us actually have some good stories about. So take a journey back with us back to 1990 through 99, where we get to talk about the movies from that decade. You've seen some. Maybe you grew up with some. Maybe you had never have seen any because you just were born. I don't know. Crazy. But Captain Influence, would you please enlighten us with your favorites? I shall. So since I went through my teenage years in the 90s, as you did as well, um, I went to a, a lot of movies, most of them with my high school sweetheart. This decade of film was possibly the most influential for me as far as movies went. And my favorites mm. from this decade are a mix of historical dramas and epic sci-fi. Nice. So my, I'll go from bottom to top. My number 10 was Deep Impact. Oh, yes. yeah. Deep Impact. It's a great movie, dude. <laughs> the problem is easily the most obscure movie on my top 10 list. But yeah. uh, Deep Impact came out the same summer as Armageddon. <laughs> yep. And Armageddon killed it in the box office. It yeah. wasn't Armageddon Michael Bay. I think it was so. Such a, yeah, I'm pretty I sure it was. So, yeah. yeah. So it Armageddon was like the top grossing film of that year. Oh yeah. Well, it had a big and, cast and yeah. Aerosmith and, and yeah. Yeah. And, and, but I, I honestly, I thought Mar- Armageddon sucked. <laughs> I hated it. I, 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 I mean, just, it, it was cheesy, man. It was just one of those like, okay, that was fun. It was a popcorn flick, but I mean, I, yeah. I would agree that deep impact was a lot better. Okay, good. Well, so this was yeah. the summer of celestial ELE movies as in uh, extinction level event movies. Yes. It was just, it was a theme that summer, uh, mainly between these two movies. And I, I saw Deep Impact a half dozen times in the theater. I just got a weird rush at the prospect of what a cometary impact might be like. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah, uh, me too. Just, and, and, and Deep Impact did it more. Deep Impact wasn't a fun movie. Like Armageddon was supposed to be a fun movie. Deep Impact was an actual drama about this big world changing event. Mm-hmm. So 
I thought it was, I I agree. I thought it was far better than Armageddon. It just, it felt more realistic and you know, Frodo was in it. So. And Frodo was in it. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, number nine, I don't have much to say about this. Believe it or not. Number nine is silence of the lambs. Nice. I never saw it. Really? Oh my God. I've never seen it. Yeah. You you need to see it, Brian. Uh, (laughs) This was a huge movie and gritty as hell. Uh, it spawned a score of funny memes that live on to this day. Yeah. Like the one I just did. Puts the lotion. Yeah. The one you just did with, you know, yeah, honestly, again, I've never seen the movie. I've just seen all the memes, which is funny that you and, said and that. And of course, most of you have heard it puts the lotion in the basket. Well, that yep. meme comes from this movie. So yep. very, very good film. I recommend if you haven't seen it. Uh, number eight, Terminator 2, yes. Judgment Day. So good. So Terminator 2 is in that very, very short list of sequels that surpassed the original. Uh, another one I can think of at the top of my head is Aliens. Uh, Empire Strikes Back was another one. Um, this this movie came out in 1991 when Hollywood was in this weird boundary pushing phase. And I'll never forget how cool it was to my young mind. Mm-hmm. I was in a phase where I was always sneaking into R-rated movies. <laughs> I mean, we'd buy a <laughs> ticket to some other a PG-13 movie and then we'd sneak into the R-rated movie. We oh, did yeah. that all the time back then. Um, so seeing this in the theater was a naughty treat. Uh, my favorite... My favorite part was always when the nuke went off in Los oh, Angeles. Yeah. That was my favorite part of the movie. That was haunting. I always, I couldn't, yeah, I was haunting. I couldn't wait to see that part. Mm-hmm. I mean, the whole movie was awesome, but that yeah. part just made me go, wow. Have you um, seen this boy? That'll be on my honorable, honorable mentions. Yeah. Oh yeah. I remember though, when they did, they won a bunch of awards for Terminator 2 and it also won best sound effects which oh, yeah. I thought was again, cool because I was a sound effect kind of guy back then. You know, I, I was fascinated by that stuff. So right. That was neat. And, and that was a James Cameron flick, by the way. It so was. Um, number seven, Jurassic park. Oh yeah. Now Jurassic park was groundbreaking in the realm of computer generated graphics. It was literally, that's not just me saying that it was a groundbreaking breaking movie. It was the first movie where they used a certain type of CGI technique that was developed just for that film and yep. just, and, it, and, it, and it just opened the floodgates. It was the first um, one. Yeah. We were all blown away when this came out in 93. Uh, I, it, I wasn't that into sequels. I wasn't that into the sequels of this movie, but the first entry of the franchise was more than memorable. Oh yeah. Um, number six dances with wolves. Nice. Definitely my favorite old West film. Yeah. Uh, I was obsessed with civil war history at this time when this came out. And uh, so I just lapped this up. The soundtrack, the cinematography were amazing in the story as well. Really? So it was, yeah, I could, it still holds up. Uh, number five, Schindler's list. This came out when I was a senior in high school and my class was treated to a special showing of the film. I think this happened a lot. Yeah. Our, uh, a lot of, we oh, did too. Yeah. Okay. Um, that we were, we had a special showing of the film followed up by a talk from a Holocaust survivor. I don't oh, remember nice. what her name was. Uh, it was, a, it was a, it was an old woman, uh, who had been, who had, had experiments done on her hmm. uh, by the Nazi doctors. Um, I cannot watch this movie without choking yeah. up at how insanely cruel and incredibly self-sacrificing humans can be towards one another. Yeah. You know, I didn't put this one on my, my list because I don't like to watch it anymore, but um, it is a masterpiece. It is a must see. And we had the same experience too. But then I told you that my friend, um, my friend Deborah, her great aunt at the time was in Auschwitz and she came and spoke to us. Wow. Which was, she survived Auschwitz. Yeah. That's so yeah, anybody that says, Oh, it's not real. It's like, uh, I have proof, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's not go there. No. Um, number four, saving private Ryan. I like yeah, many of those one. who, 
Yeah, I like many of those who watched, who first saw this movie in the theater was agape during the first 20 minutes. Mm. Somewhere between tears and numbness. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just the, 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 the rendition of the landing on Omaha Beach was so intense and no one had ever seen anything quite like that. Um, easily my favorite war film of all time, even more than Glory, mm. uh, which will be on my list for next week. Uh, and it helped ignite my obsession with its uh, with its direct successor, Band of Brothers, oh, yeah. which I have literally watched a hundred times. I loved Band of Brothers. <laughs> yeah. Um, number three, Braveheart. Nice. This film's combination of cinematography, cinematography, acting, and musical score made a grand slam in my mind when it was first released in 1995, and I saw it at least three times in the theater to get my fix. Awesome. Um, I also listened to the soundtrack by James Horner all the time. I still do occasionally, and it's still one of my favorite scores of all time. Ever since I found out how completely inaccurate it was to real history, I've stopped watching it because it, every time I, I can't watch Braveheart anymore with, with thinking that never happened. That yeah. didn't happen. That, <laughs> but which, which sucks. I mean, it, it's, it's unfortunate because it's still a really good movie. Mm-hmm. It's just that it's, I, I wish I'd never visited Sterling and found that out, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I stopped watching it, but the soundtrack is always going to be my top five. Nice. So. Uh, number two, The Fifth Element. Yeah. You would think this would be my number one, but it's not. As I mentioned, uh, we did our, when we did our top soundtrack segment a few weeks ago, I watched this film in the theater 11 times exactly. <laughs> I was so obsessed with it. The combination of visuals, unique plot, and an incredibly unique soundtrack by Eric Serra somehow just clicked in my mind, and I was truly obsessed with this movie for a really long time. Nice. I still am. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, still, it's still worth watching once in a while. And number one. Number one is undoubtedly The Matrix. Of course. Possibly the most influential movie of the 20th century and certainly the biggest OMG from that decade for me. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was in theaters from the end of March 99 all the way through all through that entire summer. It was, it was on like, like eight, I don't know how many months, like six months, something like that. Um, and I saw it multiple times with multiple people. Uh, the combination of every variable that makes a movie good is present in this film and it is still completely holds up. 22 years later mm-hmm. i just by the way this this blew my mind i heard something i was watching a youtuber talk about his favorite movies from every year that he was alive mm-hmm. and he 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 included the matrix for 99 but he also said that when he first saw it he didn't like it and i was like what's interesting like, well i mean the, but how old was he i I'd, well no he's he's a little bit i think he's three years younger than me so oh, not okay, much okay. But, our, our generation. Yeah. What blew my mind is I think he's the first person I've ever talked to that didn't like it the first time around. Now he loves wow. it now, but hey. I mean, okay. I granted if people saw it and it's not their genre, then they're not going to like the movie. And I, I totally understand that, but True. this is his genre. So anyway, but interesting. Well, yeah. Hey, takes different, stro- different kinds, man. Tell exactly. You what. Exactly. It should never, it shouldn't be surprising anymore, but it still no, is. I know it still is. <laughs> Okay, honorable mention list. I'll go through these really fast. Uh, Ghost, Total Recall, Home Alone, Die Hard 2. Yep. I love that movie. Wayne's World. Oh, yeah. Fun movie. Can't watch it anymore. It's just too dumb now. <laughs> Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump never never gets old. Uh, dumb and Dumber also oh, never yeah. gets old. Interview with a Vampire. Oh, yeah. 12 Monkeys, yep. which, which I just found out was a, was a um, Terry Gilliam movie. I had no oh, idea. Yeah. But then I, when I watched it again after I found that out, I was like, oh, this is such a Terry Gilliam movie. Uh, the Lion King. Yep. Apollo 13. Oh, I forgot that one. Oh, duh. Uh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. 
That's all right. I probably forgot some too. Seven. Mm-hmm. Waterworld. Remember Waterworld? Oh, yeah. I loved that movie. <laughs> I, I actually liked it. Yeah. Uh, the Rock. Oh, yeah. The Rock. Welcome to uh, The Rock. Yes. And uh, Titanic, of yep. course. I mean, yep. it's near the bottom of my honorable mentions, but it was an epic film. Uh, Men in Black and The Sixth Sense. Awesome. How about you? Dude, well, because I forgot Apollo 13 and I don't know why, I need to share a very quick story about that because that okay. should have made my story list. But I worked at the, I worked for the United States Space Foundation in high school and they had a retail store in the mall. Um, it was just, it was really cool. Like we, we basically sold all kinds of space oriented things, um, mostly NASA. You're like, we're not talking sci-fi. We're talking actual real stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was cool because some of it was just, you know, collectibles. Some of it was for fun and some of it was actual educational content for teachers so that they could teach about the space program and other things like that. It was really, really neat. During that time, I got to go to one of their big, huge galas that they had. And I mean, I've mentioned this on the show before, but I met Jim Lovell from Apollo 13. Mm, yeah, um, yeah. And I also met Buzz Aldrin, which was awesome. And Dude. Neil Armstrong was supposed to be there, but he canceled at the last minute. So I didn't get to meet him. But Anyway, I met I met some really, really cool people during that time. And so when Apollo 13 came out, I mean, we were all over that movie. It was so exciting. And also we had a documentary that we used to play in the actual store. You know, we had these little TVs all over the store that we'd have to turn on. And I must have seen that documentary because, you know, you had to just play it over and over throughout the day. Right. right. So, I mean, I probably saw that documentary hundreds and hundreds of times, but they were showing this was actually made before the movie Apollo 13. And what was interesting is that most of Apollo 13 was actually accurate and true to life. Most of it. And there were a few liberties, of course, but that's normal. But it was more along the lines of the 90% accuracy, which was so nice. Okay. So anyway, I just, I mean, I loved that movie. I watched that movie probably, you know, 50 times or something crazy. Yeah, I've, that's another one that still holds up. I can still watch it and oh, yeah. enjoy it like I did the first time. So it's so cool. All right. So going through mine, I have some stories and I'm just going to go through them. Yes, the Matrix, man. That was that that actually was my number one pick from the 90s as well. Mm-hmm. You're right. I mean, it was one of those that it, it changed the landscape of movies. It was revolutionary. No one had ever yeah. done anything like that. And then everybody started copying them. Granted, I think that they've kind of moved on from that. But what was funny about that right. is that it was one of those that we we heard about. We sort of heard about, you know, and I saw a preview and I thought that looks kind of cool. I don't really know what's going on. And then I read something in a newspaper about it like, hey, you should see this. We didn't see it in the main theater because I didn't really oh, know really? much about it. Yeah. It, for whatever reason, it was not marketed very well at the time. And so Johnny I pistol shot. Remember and I, that. Yeah. And finally, finally like Johnny pistol. It, okay. So you said it came out in March of 99 and we were at the end of finals. And so it was in May of 99 and he and I were roommates at the time. We're like, okay, we're done with finals. Let's go see a freaking movie, man. Like, what do you want to see? I don't know. There's this movie in the cheap theater. It's called the matrix. Oh yeah. I kind of heard of it. Let's go see that. <laughs> we went to, I mean, we had no expectations. We went in there and we literally walked out speechless. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> me speechless. <laughs> wow. It was amazing. Dude. I mean, we talked about it for weeks and weeks and it became a huge favorite. I mean, we used to have our little like, Oh crap handles, you know, in the car <laughs> long story. I'm not going to go into there, but it was <laughs> yeah, funny. Well, it was yeah. a lot of matrix stuff. We also heard, I, I, I was dragged to it by some friends who had seen it and, and, and I don't even remember seeing the the preview for it, but I, I saw it first via word of mouth yeah, saying, you got to go see this. Okay, fine. Take me to this movie. And it's same thing. I just, by the, by the end credits, I just, my mouth was open and I was like, wow, what just happened? I know it was amazing. So, 
And I mean, you look at it today and it's not probably that revolutionary, but keep in mind if, if you saw it when it came out, it was, no one had seen anything like it. Right. And now we have, so it's not that big of a deal now, but it's too bad though. I think, you know, for the people experiencing the matrix for the first time now, you missed out. Like it's the time's over. But oh well. (laughs) Yeah, it is what it is. So man. All right. Number two, Titanic. This definitely is going to be probably my number two though. Cause I was, I was always fascinated about the, you know, with the Titanic in general, I did reports on it. I read books about it. And so of course, when I heard there was going to be a movie, I was all excited. And then years went by, never heard anything. And then all of a sudden James Cameron said, we got a movie. It's coming out, you know, this year. Oh, okay. Well, interestingly enough, our family was together for Christmas in 1997 in Arizona when the movie came out and for whatever reason, the men decided to go see it because I think we were all, you know, Titanic buffs. So like, uh-huh. yeah, let's go, man. You know, it's gonna be great. We were blown away. I mean, wow. The men, men folk, let's leave the women folk to their, uh, <laughs> to their embroidery. We're going to go see Titanic, right? But they wanted to go do something else. <laughs> they didn't want to watch a movie. So we did anyway. It was fun, <laughs> dude. I mean, of course I, I was not that enthralled with the whole love story as much as some, some of my friends were, but the accuracy again, accuracy and attention to detail was stunning. I loved that. I thought it was so cool that James Cameron actually got to go down to the wreck to film real underwater footage, which was, I mean, that just blew my mind too. So such a great movie. You know, we were very obsessed with that movie for years and I still love it. It's still great. Starship troopers is definitely my number three. Oh, nice. And it's so funny because there was this game that we played in high school and it was a game that a couple of my friends actually invented. It was a role-playing style game. It was based on Starship Troopers, the actual book, though. Um, okay. But many years in the future. So I think, you know, we were in the the 2990s is when we started playing this. So okay. a long ways in the future, you know. And it was just kind of that whole, you know, you're in charge of a star system. Dude, this is nerdy. Okay, this is nerdy. And I know that. And some of you were like, wow. That's what we do, man. Woo! And it was fun. I mean, it was neat. This is We did that, man. We were... I played basketball. We played in music. We played League of Worlds. <laughs> I mean, it was nerdy. So good times, though. And when I was a freshman in college, this is this is true story. Uh, I was at CSU. I got a letter that was recruiting students from CSU to be extras in the movie, the making of the movie of Starship Troopers. Really? Yeah, they were filming in Wyoming, and it's oh, like, that's why. okay, yeah, come on up, be an extra, get killed, you know, go to town. Right? I didn't have a car. My freshman year, I did not have a car and so I couldn't go. And so I, I, yeah, I was so mad later because once I actually watched the movie, I was like, I would have been one of those guys. Dang it. Oh Oh my God. That's so, oh, I, you made my my weekend so awful by saying that. I know. I mean, it was, it would have been, I mean, not really a great accomplishment or anything, but it would have been cool to say I was in that movie, you know, I mean, but totally, dude, I know I, I would I, love to watch it. Hey, that's Brian. I know that's that, that little speck on the hill over there. That's Brian. the guy that just got impaled by a bug <laughs> is Brian. <laughs> you know, the wow. sad part is, is that like, I don't have any regrets really in my life. That's one, but I didn't have a choice. That's a it's, good one. It's what it was. That's a good regret. Yeah, yeah, that's too bad. All right. So when the movie first came out, my friend was, was telling us like, this is part of our game. Like this is the history of our game. <laughs> So we're like, okay, let's go see it. Oh my gosh. This, this is why this movie is so special to me. I don't care how cheesy it is. I don't care how great or bad it is. It's just, it's one of my favorites. And then of course, when I read the book later, I loved the book far more for sure, but it gave me a a new appreciation even for the movie, which is great, but I love it. Good one. Fifth element. Number four quote. Yeah. I mean, you've, you've already explained a lot of it and it came out for whatever reason. It reminds me of November. And I think because I watched 
fifth element and starship troopers in November for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah. That's why I coined November sci-fi November. Um, but it is, and it's one of those movies you either love or you don't, you know, and it's, I've never known anyone that goes, yeah, it's okay. I've only known people that said, yeah, I didn't like it or, oh my gosh, I love it. You know, you're either into right, it, right. but, and then I had a friend at the time, uh, her name was Mary who used to walk around quoting Lilu all the time. <laughs> so she'd be like multi-pass or chicken good. It was funny. Good times, dude. All right. Good number time. five. Of course, it's the shadow. Of course. <laughs> I, have, I vaguely remember there being a movie about the shadow. Go ahead. Yeah, it was 94. It was Alec Baldwin who did an amazing oh, yeah. job. And of course, you know, I go by the shadow uh, or have, you know, on, on podcasts and in games and stuff. He has always been my favorite super quote superhero. You know, he's sort of a anti-hero too, but always loved the movie. I always loved the character. I used to listen to the old radio recordings from the thirties with Orson Welles who voiced the shadow really okay oh my gosh yeah and when the movie came out i'm like i gotta see this this is amazing and so it's to me like it's still one of my absolute favorite movies it's totally cheesy but it is so good and i even have an original double-sided movie poster from that which is awesome sweet galaxy quest (laughs) 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 i'm sorry i had to (laughs) mom we have the means from the club to nebula we need your help i had to throw this one in dude Okay. Yeah. Also saw this one with Johnny pistol shot. We were also in the cheap theater as well. Besides the two of us, there were two other people in the entire theater. And then this one guy who was a very, very big guy, by the way, he decides to come and sit right down next to me of all the empty seats right next to me. <laughs> Why? I don't know. And so liked you. we're sitting here and he's talking to us and he's saying things that were so, and I mean, beyond massively crass. Let's just wow. say it puts our um, some of the comments that we've heard on game nights in the past that that sounds like like a nursery rhyme compared to what this really? guy said. Yeah, it was it was one of the most. Let's just put it this way. Uh, it, it went into the I really didn't need to hear or know that category um, at probably the top, even in movies and things that you kind of go, whoa, I didn't need to know or hear that. This is definitely probably the worst I've ever heard. So, wow. And he did this throughout the entire movie. And I was just like, okay, seriously, like this is not okay anymore, but <laughs> the movie was so and awesome. Didn't, and you didn't know the guy or no, I had no idea who he was. And, oh, we, wow. and then I kept looking at Johnny and I was like, dude, we got to move. This is uncomfortable. And he's like, yeah, but then it'll be awkward. And I'm like, I don't know what to do. And you know, I don't know, whatever, but wow. we loved the movie. Better you than me. Such an awesome mockery on star Trek and the fandom and you know, cons and everything else. It's so good. If you've never seen galaxy quest, it is totally worth it it's very worth it yeah yeah hunt for red october just i don't have any story behind it except it's a classic i love that movie beyond anything i mean it's one of my absolute favorite movies of all time that's that's the one on your list that i forgot right there yeah october so star trek first contact i mean it is one of my ultimate favorite star treks of all time i I mean of course star trek 2 is awesome star trek 6 is awesome i mean all but star trek first contact was like when the it's like they finally leveled up the game and said, okay, we're going to war with the Borg. Essentially. It was awesome. I mean, it was so good. Uh, office space. Oh my gosh. I mean, (laughs) this had to be in my top 10 because when I first saw the movie, I was kind of like, okay, I haven't, I haven't worked in an office yet. Then I walked in an office and then I was like, oh my gosh, this is so true. (laughs) It was awesome. Great movie. It's hilarious. Home alone. 
I can't tell you how many times we tried the whole pizza delivery prank in real life because of this movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I totally. used to, I used to leave answering machine messages like this too, but it is my absolute favorite Christmas movie of all time because I grew up with it. It is so good. I have so many great memories with that movie and I love it. So good. All right. Jurassic park. Yes. Same thing. When the movie came out, the CGI was just unbelievable. Like you said, we'd never seen anything like that. It doesn't look as good anymore. If you actually go back, you're like, okay, really? No, yeah. I haven't it, looked, I haven't seen it for probably 15 years or so. It so. doesn't hold up like it used to, but at the time it was the first time we'd seen anything to that level. And it was amazing. So yeah, I okay. love the movie. I love the book. It's still one of my favorites. Mystery. That's a great book. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mystery men had to make an appearance in there because that is just a <laughs> classic. But then super fast honorable mentions. I mean, the rock tombstone. That's my favorite Western. That's pretty good. Yeah. I love that one. Shawshank Redemption. Oh, yeah. Back to Fu- Back Dude. to the Future Part 3. Wait a minute. That's another one I forgot. That, I know. That, that, that deserves to be in my honorable moment or in my top 10, probably. Yeah. yeah. Shawshank and, is one uh, of the best movies made, I think. It's so oops. good. Yeah. Terminator 2, of course. Star Trek 6. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Wayne's World. Sister Act. Just a fun movie, man. Last of the Mohicans. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Mrs. Doubtfire. Groundhog Day. Oh, good one. The Santa Claus, the original one, uh, Forrest Gump, Dumb and Dumber, Crimson Tide. Also, I just love sub movies, though. You know, submarines. Clueless. I had to throw Clueless in there. I'm sorry. It's a classic for me. It's a 90s, man. Braveheart, 12 Monkeys, Twister. Even (laughs) though it's cheesy, it's awesome. The original Mission Impossible, Um, Independence Day, which I know you didn't like. Down Periscope is awesome. The Saint, (laughs) Men in Black, The Waterboy, Blast from the Past, Austin Powers. Yeah. I don't have any stories, so I just wanted to throw those in, but really, really good stuff. So now, I got to mention these quickly from uh, Spider Pan. Thank you for sending these in. Toy Story 2, The World is Not Enough, The Sixth Sense, which you know, mentioned, The Phantom Menace. Mm-hmm. I forgot about that. That was 99. Oh, oh well. It, it was. Yeah, it I was. Know. The Matrix, <laughs> Tomorrow Never Dies, Men in Black, Toy Story, Goldeneye, Die Hard with a Vengeance, The Lion King, The Flintstones. I forgot about that one. Forrest yeah. Gump, Jurassic Park, Aladdin. Uh, Terminator yeah. 2, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, Beauty and the Beast, Home Alone, and Ghost. Good yep. stuff, man. Hey, send in your, th- your your movies, whatever you guys have. If you've got some fun movies you want to share with us, we'd love to hear them. Next week is the 80s. Oh, my. Yeah, my list is starting to shrink, though. By, by next week, I don't have as many favorites, uh, and then it just kind of goes down. I think we're going to go 80s, 70s, and then we'll do like 60s and earlier. <laughs> so Right, right. When, let's see, 80s, 70s? Yeah, we've got three more weeks of this. It'll be fun. Awesome. All right. Couple quick songs I just wanted to share and then we are wrapping up here today, but I, you know how much I love churches, chaverches, chaverches. I just love to say it that way. I know it's so good. They came out with a single and uh, you you know, the song cry little sister and I, yeah, from the lost boys. Yeah. And I cannot think of the original artist band. It was some, it was some rando artist, uh, but that's the lost boys was one of my favorite soundtracks of the eighties. And uh, yeah, that's and, such a great uh, I song. I listen to it a lot, and that's my favorite song on that soundtrack. So Churches, Chaverches did an amazing and haunting cover of that song. I am going to listen to that. Yes. yes. It's beautiful. Totally different, but just, it's amazing. And then, uh, it's so funny, these these artists that have like um, Vs for Us, like Churches, there's one here. <laughs> How do you say your name? Is it Sirchina Sir, or Sivertina? <laughs> it's s-v-r-c-i-n-a i actually have no idea how to pronounce her name she's probably listening and really upset with me right now i'm sorry um her real name is helga san it's it's whatever severchina and uh sansol the artist there's a song they did together it's called beautiful oh my gosh 
I mean, wow. I'm throwing that in the TRBS 2021 mix on Spotify. It's so good. Along with that Chiverch's song. And then, you know what? I'm going to save these for next week. I've got two others that will be perfect for next week because we're hitting the 80s oh, cool. in our movies. So, Oh, good, good. Yeah. Yeah. So check out the TRBS 2021 Spotify mix. Even if you don't listen to Spotify, grab those songs. Go check them out wherever you listen to your music. Chiverch's. <laughs> Cry Little Sister and uh, Sercina, Severchina, Sansol the Artist. Beautiful. Ooh, I love it. Well, thanks for joining us today. Woo! This was fun. Thanks, everybody. Yeah. We will be back next week with episode 300. We are doing video somehow, some way, no matter how good or bad it looks. And we've got some special stuff, but please do not forget to send us something about The Real Brian Show. A good memory, a bad memory, a funny memory, whatever you want, your favorite episode, Favorite topic, I don't care. Send it in. Love to read or play it on the show next week. It'll be really, really special. So again, but you know what? Here's what I really want to say before we sign off. Thank you for listening. 300 episodes. I mean, most podcasts never get anywhere close to this. Most podcasts die at 7 to 10 episodes. Many of them won't last beyond 20 or 30. Very few hit 100. Only a handful. I mean, really, it's a small percentage of podcasts podcasts that actually get to the 300 mark so yeah this is awesome yeah i hope we've entertained you all yeah well i, I really hope so too deep thoughts with captain influence if i had any skeletons in my closet i would dress them up as hookers that way when my mother comes to visit i can just open my closet door and show her what a naughty son she raised well you know what the music means um Tony, who's that? Who's that? That is Charity. (laughs) (laughs) That's Savannah. (laughs) Savannah. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much again. RealBrianShow.com. Go there for the show notes and get in touch with us. We'd love to hear from you. Have a glorious week. The Real Brian Show is signing off. The Real Brian Show is a production of 514 Media at 514MediaEmpire.com.